Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. Today we're going to share the experience of Bob from Enderf.org. And he has a, a bit of a fun way of speaking, so here we go, he says. Bet you wonder why I own a church. As a child, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. They lived in a schoolhouse built in 1896 along the Mississippi River. In 1984, the church was for sale, so I bought it. My grandfather was, a pr- was as proud as he could be and said, I own the school, you own the church, we can run City Hall. While working on the church roof, my grandmother brought me lunch. I came down off the roof to take a break. I was paying my brother-in-law to help pick up the garbage as I tore off the roof. I was in a hurry to get back up and finish installing the felt paper, so I left my brother-in-law and grandmother on the footsteps, on the front steps, eating their lunch and went back up on the roof. After working a few days with a rope around my belt, I thought I wouldn't fall, so I didn't use it this time. Thank goodness I didn't, because a sudden stop halfway down would have surely snapped my back in half. I remember pulling the nails out of the boards that I was standing on, not knowing that the board was going to tilt. I remember falling over the edge, saying to myself, maybe it isn't that far. I went flying off the roof. The following experience is so hard to explain because there's nothing I can compare it to. When I hit the ground, it seemed like the momentum of a freight train going 100 miles per hour knocked me out of my body. I remember standing up and looking around and seeing that everything was in the color green. Light green, dark green, all shades of green. The church was green, Mississippi River was green. I thought I broke my head. I put my hands on my head to hold it and laid back or laid down on my back. As my body hit the ground again, pictures of my life went through my mind. It was like a freight train of knowledge moving at the speed of light. Each car carried experiences of my life, both good and bad, from the time that I entered into my mother's womb until the present. I was the only one to judge my actions. I remember feeling so bad that I hit a frog with a stick as a young child. The last frame was a shot of seeing my wife with two children, with my two children, two and four years old. After the life review, I heard my grandmother saying prayers over me. So I also said my prayers. Dear Lord Jesus, if you raise my kids, I will work for you, or if you let me raise my kids, I will work for you for the rest of my life. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. I came back into my body. I noticed that my chest was black and blue from my chain hitting it, but I didn't understand. I had my wisdom teeth pulled out a few days previously and forgot to tell the doctors that I was on pain medication from that. What was amazing was that I had my brother clean up the loose wood around my house or around the church the day before. He cleaned all of it except a sheet of plywood that was supported by lumber and rocks about one and a half inches off the ground. That plywood was enough of a cushion to break my fall so that I didn't die. I'm not the same person that I was before the incident, before the accident. I know of that person 
but our interests and hobbies are totally different. The most remarkable part of my near-death experience has been the psychic and paranormal gifts afterwards, the most pronounced as being the connection with Jesus and the power of prayer. After returning home, I got a side job working on a custom home. On the same day, a week later, I fell six feet along the foundation. My arm fell out of its socket and off to the hospital I went again. This time, the x-ray, uh, they x-rayed the top of my body and they could see that there was a lot of damage. The insurance wouldn't pay for it because it was a side job. I told them that I fell off a church roof a week before and this is probably due to this fall, but it didn't help. On the on the records, it stated that I landed on my feet. I remember sitting on my bed saying my prayers. Dear Lord Jesus, who wants a one-armed carpenter that can't read and write that good? Then an angel came to me and told me that I will be a boss. Angels never lie, and I have worked on 30 projects so far, and each time I say my prayers, they are always answered. I was affected my whole life with being dyslexic. I got D's and F's all through grade school. I met my wife in high school and she did all my homework and got me through high school. But the sad thing is there are, that all the people that have, have the ability to read and write seldom pray to their maker. I wouldn't change my disabilities for anything for they have opened my eyes to a higher understanding in that my Books are open through prayer, and God always puts me on the right page. A year later, I was talking to my grandmother about falling and walking around and seeing everything green and holding my head and laying down. My grandmother said, You fell off the roof and you never got up until the paramedics put you in the ambulance. I figured she was just old and couldn't remember because I was walking around. So I called my brother-in-law, who was there also, and he said the same thing. You fell and laid on the ground until the paramedics put you in the ambulance. I noticed one other thing. It's impossible for me to hold on to my head with one hand on each side and lay on the ground. But I know I did it. I guess when God laid me, on, laid me back down in my body, I didn't need my physical arms. P.S. God gave me a great wife, and she is still typing this note for me, overcoming my flaws. And ever since I met her at 15, I thought she was an angel, and I dedicate this page to her for loving me no matter what. Have a great day, because it's a choice. That's the end of the experience. Now, that's kind of fun. There's a couple of interesting things. When he falls off the roof... You see, it's green. Everything looks green. This is interesting to me because uh, because I've heard of people seeing things a shade of either yellow or maybe yellow-orange, but uh, kind of amber colors and so forth. But this is the first time I've heard of green being the color that they see. And if his sources, being his uh, grandma and his uh, brother and whatever are correct, then he was out of his body. And he didn't know it. And I don't know if he was feeling pain at the time. I'm kind of under the impression that sometimes when 
somebody is out of the body but very close to their body, they begin to feel the pain of their body again, which sounds bizarre, but it's been known to happen. I don't think it's common, but it's been known to happen. One particular uh, lady talked about how when she was, you know, floating up above her body, and I think there was something like the nurse had brought lunch, and she thought, well, I better eat that, and so she went to go get back in her body, but as she approached her body, uh, the pain started coming back, and so she she backed away so that she wouldn't feel the pain, and uh, I don't know if this is similar to that, you know, he says he's holding his head, I don't know if he's just like holding his head with the idea like, where, you know, where, why does everything look green, what, what have I done to my brain, or if he's holding his head, you know, he's got his hands cupped around his head because he actually is in physical pain, I'm not sure, but uh, um, very interesting. Um, also, this uh, person says that uh, pictures of my life went through my mind. It was like a freight train of knowledge moving at the speed of light. Each car carried experiences of my life, both good and bad, from the time that I entered my mother's womb until present. There's another example, I, and I would love to talk to this person. This person's maybe a two on the uh, detail level, but maybe a three. Uh, but... Uh, but as far as this is concerned, they don't give much detail. But this little fact that from the time that I entered my mother's womb, there's very few cases, and yet there are some where they mention memories all the way back to entering their mother's womb. Often they're, you know, in those cases, they're accompanied by an angel and given a little shove, or, or else they get close and then just kind of, foomp, and they're inside, which sounds bizarre, but this has happened enough that uh, it's clearly a good, solid data point, you know, for for what goes on um, between the spirit and the body and, and birth and so forth like that. And then he says that the last frame was shot of seeing my wife with my two children, two and four years old, which may have been part of the uh, reason for his next prayer when he, you know, he sees his grandmother praying over her, him, and so he says a prayer too, and and asks, "If you let me raise my kids, I will work for you the rest of my life." And that seems to be a theme that comes up often in these things. If you let me live, I will work for you for the rest of my life. Very interesting. So I know this is kind of a short experience, but it's an interesting one, and I think it was worth sharing. And um, one of the things that he says, too, is that, is that he has come to see the power of prayer. And I think that's valuable. And many people in their near-death experiences, in during their near-death experience, see the prayers of people being offered. Either they hear the people offering them, or sometimes they actually see a light or a beam or something that seems to come from a person when they pray going to God. Is that a symbolic thing that they're seeing in a visual in a visual spectrum? I don't know. Or is it a physical thing, a physical, spiritual, whatever thing? I don't know. But 
clearly prayers are being heard and prayers are being answered. Whether the answer is yes or no is, you know, determined by God, obviously, who's hearing and answering the prayers. But they're always heard and they're always answered. Even if you remember the, uh, the experience that we shared of one who was in a car accident, which, of course, stopped up traffic. And as the traffic is, you know, having to kind of wheeze its way around and so forth, most, they, they can sense the uh, thoughts and feelings of those who are passing in the cars. Many are annoyed and bothered that they're being slowed down or late for work or whatever. But one lady is praying for the individual and says, please, just a simple one, you know, please bless whoever was in that accident. Bless that they'll be okay. Something like that. And he heard that prayer and he saw it ascend to God. And he, in hearing that prayer, he said, I've got to see that that prayer is answered. As the individual who's been in the accident, I probably have some say in the issue and I want her prayer to be answered and then return to his body or her body. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, very interesting stuff. Don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. Even when it seems to you in in your moment of of distress and you know where it doesn't seem like anything is doing any good don't assume that it's not being heard because it is it absolutely is and your prayer is going to work whether um, in the answer that you want or the answer that you would rather not have it's being heard and it's being answered i think there's power in that and this uh, this person also, too, clearly has some of the after effects. But I like this one, that they have the after effect of seeing how prayers affect um, what happens around them. That's just cool. If you would like to contact the podcast, contact me, um, and, and have a comment or uh, experience shared on the podcast... You can do so by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, call our phone number, which is 970-NDE-CAST, and it will give you three minutes. And So share your message and then call back if that's not enough, and keep calling back to get your full message in. I can piece those together very easily for the podcast. And once again, thank you, all of you, so much for listening.